Live on recording from Rochester, New York, this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky, and everything can be geeky if you love it enough. We are starring Tanya Metris, we are starring Dan Carmen, we are starring Billy DeTori, and we are starring I, myself, your host. My name is Chris, and we welcome you to another week of What the Hell Are We Talking About This Time? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> That's because none of us know. A moment of silence is, uh, says it all. <laughs> well, you know, we always, the thing I've noticed is that in recent weeks, we've had an idea and we've had a topic and we've completely ignored it and talked about other things anyway. So it felt like, why are we even trying at this point? Um, well, we, we kind of we kind of kept around it a little bit. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. You know, what I'm, round, this is going to be the first episode of December. Right, because December mm-hmm. this is going to be released on in in like December first or second, December second, a day that will live in infamy, not infamy, just for me. So, because ah. I don't think we're that could be that bad. But anyway, um, you know, so that's our first. It's the it's, day's still early. Cold the day it's it's still early yet, <laughs> and and I'm thinking that you know we're we're winding up 2020, and it has been an interesting year. So I think a little bit of retrospective is in, in order. A little bit of looking back um, of, of what happened over the past 12 months and did we predict it and did we not and did we see this coming and did we not? Um, and also it sets us up for the, the la- last couple of episodes of the year. Um, and I'm thinking that the final week of December will probably not have a podcast because we'll be doing our usual holiday break thing. Uh, but somewhere along the line, we should start talking about things that we want to do in the, you know, in 2021. Forget and, about 2020. Well, yeah, I don't think there's enough tequila for that, my sweet girl. <sighs> um, I'll find something else. But we also want to start setting things up because, you know, unfortunately, January 1st, 2021, things don't magically change. You know, the virus is not suddenly going to dissipate. And political and civil unrest is not suddenly going to just disappear on 2021, but it gives everybody that mental fresh start, you know, that, that emotional benchmark where we can like, okay, we've put this year to bed. We have a whole new year ahead of us. Let's start from scratch and see what we can do. And and so that's, this is going to be December is the month of transition as we start to leave autumn and get ready for winter. You know, as we start to leave 2020 and get ready for 21, as we leave a lot of the the stuff that has, has pained us this year and we move on, you know, so that's, that's what I'm thinking is, is starting a transitional kind of a thing. So we look back a little bit, we talk about some of the things we've said, some of the things we did, and we'll start working on talking about the things we want to do. Um, Like I have been bad about, I've been starting to reach out this week to some people to see if I can get up, line up some interviews because I haven't done an interview really in a long, long time. Um, and I know that Dan has been talking to our friend Elizabeth Rice, you know, about coming on and talking about Doctor Who, which she has not had a chance to do in a little while. And we just had the 57th birthday of, of Doctor Who about a week or so ago. So there's things we can look forward to. And I think that's the theme for December with the monkey business podcast is let's talk about where we've been, but also let's look up, let's look forward to things. How we, how, we like that cool idea. Is that a good idea? Let's give that a shot. And of course, what's on our Amazon wish lists too. Oh, we do that every year. Yeah. I I, I still have have found the wish list and I'm starting to add stuff to it. And how much stuff is baby Yoda related? All of it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya, Tanya has an addiction. And my mom staged a little intervention yesterday. 
Yes, but I, was I, but I know where it is, and I, I it's something I truly don't need, but it was so cute. Tell, tell us the story. Tell us the story. So I was in the process of um, putting up my Christmas tree yesterday, so we were cleaning my living room and, like, really cleaning, deep cleaning the living room, mm-hmm. and realized that the rug that was underneath the couches and stuff, that it had to go. It just mm-hmm. had to go. So then we pulled it up. That's where the clean spot is is under <laughs> underneath that rug and then you can see all i mean because our carpet's 23 years old it's nasty it needs to be totally replaced but can't be replaced until like the kids move out which uh-huh. so basically the carpet will never be replaced right. so um my mom and i went shopping to look for an area rug to put there an eight by 10. So we started at home. We went to big lots. We went here, went there. So we were coming through bed, bed, bath and beyond. They don't have area rugs. I come to find out they have everything else, but no area rugs that are eight by 10, but I'm coming around the back part near um, the China and the home decor. And on one of the middle posts are um, sleeping bags. And at the top, at the very, very top, out of reach, that was probably a good thing. Out of reach was Baby Yoda sleeping bag. And it was like something that you zip up into and the head was the pillow. And it was so cute. I'm like, oh, and my mom pushes me from from my bath behind me. She's like, intervention and pushed me around the corner and things like that. And I'm like, she's like, nope nope come on let's go i'm like you're feeding that addiction anyway and uh i said but i do have to come back to uh get the buffalo bills uh fleecy blankets for my sunriker for christmas i do have to go back but i am not gonna buy the the baby yoda sleeping bag but i did get a baby yoda chia pet yesterday at walmart because my husband pointed that out He's like, yeah, it's in his little pram. He goes, uh, we were walking through Walmart looking for area rugs still. And he's like, oh, there was a Chia Pet in Baby Yoda in his pram. I'm like, what? Where? So I brought it home. I did bring it home. But yeah, so that that's my, my I, I do have a problem. I do yes. have a problem. Yes, and it, I've, I've resisted some things. Mm-hmm. Some things, but no. yeah, I I could have worse addictions. True, that's Very true. Cheap. I mean, that's that's an obvious. It, I, it's a, it's a Star Wars addiction, and and there's certain cute fuzzy things. I'm I am looking for a baby Yoda ornament for my Christmas tree. I am looking for that, and um. Because uh, I want to make sure that I include that on my Christmas tree. I have BB-8. I've got... Um, what else do I have on there? I'm not sure. Oh, well, I know I've got a, a couple TARDIS on there. I've got a Dalek. So it's like it's my fandom. So I need a Baby Yoda. Okay. But, but we have some sad Star Wars news. Yes, we do. Uh, we did learn during the overnight that, of the passing of David Prowse, uh, the actor who was the original did all the body work for Darth Vader in the original uh, trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, and, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Um, and, and an interesting anecdote, he apparently read all the lines, you know, he was, so he was, he did the whole part and didn't realize that James Earl Jones had been dubbed in over him until opening night when he was at the, uh, the premiere. And he's sitting there and, you know, he sees Darth Vader come out and he hears James Earl Jones's voice come out in his first his first uh, thought was that 
George Lucas had somehow modified his voice. And he was like, wait, I didn't know he was going to do that to my voice. And then somebody confirmed, no, that's an entirely different actor. And and he was a little heated at first, but he agreed to come back and he did the part uh, for both of the, the sequel movies to that. Uh, and and uh, that was his his contribution to the legend that is Star Wars. So the man in the the man in the suit. Uh, and he passed away. How old was he? Did we see that? 85. 85. That's a hell of a run right there. But uh, everybody who ever met him and everybody who ever talked to him said what a gracious and what a great guy he was. Uh, he was a favorite on the convention circuit. People loved to chat with him. Uh, he was he was a very imposing person. He's as tall as I am and built like a brick shit house. So he was he was definitely one of those guys that could fill a doorway and and made <laughs> made that uh, that suit come to life all the more with his presence. Uh, so he will definitely be missed. And I'm sure Star Wars fans around the world will be waking up to that today and, and uh, sharing stories about what they thought of one of a character that is often felt to be one of the most ultimate you know, villains in all of cinema. So, Can I tell you how much I love Billy? How much do you love Billy? I love him a lot that he's helping feed my addiction. <laughs> is he sending you baby Yoda stuff? If you look in the messenger, I just I saw a Baby Yoda ornament that I thought Tanya would enjoy from Amazon. So, <laughs> and that's actually a decent price. The other ones I've seen are like twenty nine, forty three. I'm just like, yeah, I'm holding off on that. So, thank you, Billy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Billy, do not encourage her. <laughs> Amazon is one of my superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I have so many things coming from Amazon. I've been uh, completely shopping for uh, Christmas presents and things like that for <coughs> everybody. Me. But I did Amazon on Area Rug uh, yesterday because I couldn't find anything that I really liked. We stopped at Walmart, we stopped at Ollie's, and um, just I was, was not willing to spend $300 on an Area Rug that I know was going to get destroyed in a matter of weeks. Right. So, so if, I only spent 116 for an eight by 10. So if you put all your baby Yoda's and alien stuff on your area rug, does that make it an area 51 rug? Sure. It's too easy. Drill sergeant too easy. So I know a couple of weeks ago we had been talking about fictional presidents. Yes, we had. And um, I was there we, for that conversation. I remember? Yeah, we were all were, and we were like, "Oh, we're going to have to view Idiocracy." Uh, did you do I, it? I did. And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's my double X chromosome, but it was really really dumb. But well, that was the point, though. You yeah, didn't but it was it. like it was like horrible dumb like mm-hmm. like i usually can check my brain at the door and just sit and enjoy whatever but i can't get back that 90 some odd minutes i think well, i chuckled once dar- darling you have to remember um this was a movie that was created by the same man who brought you king of the hill and beavis and butthead Nobody ever had expectations of Oscar-worthy material. The yeah. problem is, is that it's become more of a social commentary on the current state of affairs than an actual satire and just plain stupid movie. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, no. And I'd like to say anything with Maya Rudolph can't be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair point. Now, granted, 
for like a good portion of it, she really wasn't in a, like mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's really following Luke Wilson, and then she only comes in every so often. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like it was like almost. 45 minutes in before I even um, saw Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. So, but it was, it was basically Luke Wilson and Dax Shepard for a good poor, a good majority of the movie. Right. So I don't know. Just, just exposing you to the insanity of, of what could be. Uh, yeah, it, it was, yeah, no. And I, some, sometimes movies don't age well. Yesterday, Susan and I tried watching Bringing Down the House, which is a 2003 movie with mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it at the theater, to be honest with you. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of jokes nowadays come across a little cringy, like yeah. racially offensive, a little mm-hmm. too easy. And it was a huge hit. I remember the movie being a big hit at the mm-hmm. time and we made it by half an hour and just some eh, nah let's move on <laughs> yeah um oh god i was i had a thought are there other movies that we can i mean we've we i think we've had a we've whole talked podcast to- about movies that have not aged well or or ones that we loved but we have to second look and like wait what happened here no, but I mean, you and I watched um, National Treasure on Friday, mm-hmm. and and that's just a fun movie, no matter how often we've seen it. I always love that movie. Every time I see it, I love that freaking movie. And and of course, I also have an emotional attachment to it, and as as Tanya experienced, because I was thinking of of a life that could have been, and that was one of the things I was originally planning on on doing. You know, what I wanted to do when I grew up was be a, a, a history professor. That was one of those things that I just wanted to do as I was going through college was getting into education, being a teacher and working my way up, you know, being an English teacher, being a history teacher, stuff like that. You know, so I could really just, so I could spend my life studying this stuff for my own amusement, you know, and then I could pass it off as, Ooh, I'm working this. This is my job. <laughs> you know, cause, cause, cause the old aphorism, if you do what you love, then you never work a day in your life. And, you know, in, in, a, in an emotional level, um, so I was thinking about all that that cool stuff. I mean, he's uh, he's solving all these riddles and solving and all and stepping through early American history. So he's he's parading through fact and and history, um, and at the at the while pushing his story forward. But I'm like, oh God, I knew about that. Oh, I know that's real. Oh my God, that's real. That, I knew that stuff. So it was so cool for me. And I'm like, I want to go to Philadelphia and walk around and, and soak that all in. You could go with um, Sean. He's leaving today. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, it's not like I don't have things to do this week, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell you what, um, let's take a quick break. And when we when we come back, we'll just jump into um, stuff that I was talking about at the top of the show and, and other movies that we've watched recently and other things that we want to do going forward. How's that sound? We'll okay. Make it happen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and all non-binary points in between. I got scolded for that. 
And I'm like, okay, I was trying to be as broad spectrum as possible <laughs> and, 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 and thinking that I was clever and cute at the same time. And they're like, well, just say non-binary. And I'm like, well, that works. If that's, you know, if that's going to help feel people like they've been acknowledged, then I'm good with that. I'm absolutely welcome cool all human all beings. Welcome all human beings of all shapes, sizes, and types. And baby Yoda. And baby Yoda. He's never going to get old. I'm sorry. He's still going to be cute and adorable. When 900 years you reach this good, you will not look. Or you will look not. Or I don't remember how the line goes. Mm. Yeah. So what's on tap for the day, friends? Laundry. I'm doing laundry. Are you being the tick? Yeah, there you go. See, nice. Picked up on that. <laughs> I love the tick, actually. It was very clever. Yeah. I never saw any of the live action one. I did. Well, now there's two live action versions. There's the one Amazon had in the last few years, and there's one from about ten years ago with Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. the guy who played Putty on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. And I have that one on DVD because <laughs> I thought it was very funny. <laughs> I, I see David Warburton be, doing justice oh, yeah. to the Tick character because yeah. yeah. he has that that delivery that's just so slow and misses the point on several occasions. It's kind a of a thing. fantastic superhero parody. <laughs> so I'm a fan. Yeah. And you know, go ahead, Dan. No, it's, it's Billy. And oh, what, Billy. I'm, I'll just give up, watch football today, but did the weird thing in the world of the NFL this afternoon, the Denver Broncos are going to be playing without a quarterback because one of their quarterbacks tested COVID positive and the other ones had been in close contact with them oh. with masks. So they've been benched. So they're going to have a rookie wide receiver playing quarterback oh because God. he had played uh, a quarterback year of like co- high school or yeah, and like a year of college at Wake Forest wow. before becoming a wide receiver. And he, he hasn't played white or quarterback in like three or four years and he's their quarterback today. So I may be checking out that Denver Broncos, New Orleans Saints game. Yeah. I'm on uh, my NFL mobile on my phone. Mm -hmm. I have Verizon. Yeah. It says Broncos to face Saints without all four quarterbacks. That's amazing. And the other thing is, um, or not the Niners, my Niners, they could play home games in Arizona because um, the Santa Clara County, where the um, stadium for the 49ers mm-hmm. is in quarantine type thing. So the Niners can't practice in their stadium and they can't have any games in their stadium right now because of um, restrictions. Yeah, they not- completely shut down San Francisco. So I can't even I can't wrap my brain around that right now. Yeah. So it, and the Bills are supposed to play there next week. So yeah, December seventh. Yeah. Um. It says Santa Clara County released the new COVID nineteen restrictions on Saturday. It banned all contact sports and mandated a fourteen day quarantine for anyone traveling into the area from one hundred and fifty miles away. In short, it left the Forty Nine ers searching for a new home to finish the season because they can't. Um, they can't ho- uh, like if the bills landed there, they would have to quarantine for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, 
It says, um, sources say the most likely option is for the 49ers to play their final three home games in the State Farm Stadium home, the Arizona Cardinals. Their NFC West rivals, who actually host the Niners in Week 16, um, are said to be willing to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. It says the league would like the 49ers to play in an NFL stadium if possible. Another option for the 49ers is to play at a stadium in Texas. So, they, so right now they they travel to pay, play the LA Rams today, and they'll return home before the ban goes into effect at midnight. So it's like, expect them to have a decision soon. So it, it, this is like reaching far 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 it's it's a weird time in sports yeah Yeah. because there's college football teams that are having problems scheduling games and i don't know as long as we're talking sports can i tell you i watched the most ridiculous thing in the history of television last night even more so than idiocracy maybe just maybe uh i don't know if you guys followed this on social media but last night 54 year old mike tyson fought oh had an exhibition match against 51 year old roy jones jr both of you know tyson and jones at one time in their lives were the best boxers in the world right they had the exhibition last night Mm -hmm. and uh I found a stream of it, so I watched the program. And before that, they they I saw two and a half fights. I saw the Tyson Jones fight, which was just beyond ridiculous. I can't describe how bad this was. I have a quick question. Okay. Did Mike Tyson bite his ear? No, he didn't. Okay. Which is is something that people were sort of looking for, but no, that didn't happen. Sorry. Uh, one of the commentators, uh, of the box, like I go back to watching boxing on HBO where you had real commented Jim Nance and Larry Merchant and mm-hmm. Victor Ferdy Pacheco. No, they had, uh, Moro Ronello, who I know is a, a WWE commentator and he was the best one. The other ones included Mario Lopez. Oh no. And of course, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Oh, of course. Cause you had to. Well, if you look online now, Snoop Dogg stole the show. Uh, did he really? He had jokes. He was funny. He he was smoking the whole time. Oh, of course he was. Uh, and the the fight before the Tyson uh, Jones fight was a guy named Jake Paul, who I knew the name. Turns out he had starred in the Disney show. He was a YouTube star. And now he's become a boxer and he fought a guy that for 10 years played in the NBA, Nate Robinson. He'd won the, uh, the, uh, slam dunk contest three years for three years. Mm -hmm. And that fight was just an abomination. Uh, don't mince words, Billy. How do you really feel? (laughs) Paul crushed Nate Robinson. I, to the point where he, Nate Robinson got knocked out, and I, I literally thought he was dead. Oh, no. Uh, it turns out he they they got him up. They got him on a stool, and I assume he's fine or at mm. least has a concussion. But it was a round and a half, and it was just I, – I can't explain. It, it was like Lions 
you know, the Lions and Christians type of thing. Mm-hmm. And the production was terrible. It was at the Staples Center in L.A. with no audience that I could tell, but I couldn't tell because it was completely dark. Oh, wow. Uh, the production was awful, but I, it was literally, I, I couldn't believe I was watching it. Hmm. And I feel bad for anyone that spent $50 to watch it. Now, wow. who won with uh, Tyson and... Uh... They declared it a draw. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't explain. I'm ashamed of myself for staying up until past midnight to watch this thing. So it was a quest for money is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, boxing but- has lost a lot of momentum in the past 10 years mm-hmm. since MMA and, and, you know, with World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment, yeah. it's been, it was on the rise and at its mm-hmm. peak for a while. And MMA was a big killer where people are like, we want to see something different. And so boxing has kind of lost a lot of its legitimacy over the years. I, I, this is not a surprising thing for me. The The one headline I saw, the winner between Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Didn't expect he's going to wind up commentating on anything and everything people will have him on. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Turns out he's a hockey fan. Uh, the TNT on NBA has already exp- expressed interest in signing him. The man he- has turned himself into an empire. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can mm-hmm. say, like, look, I'm not a yeah. big rap star. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't like rap fan. Yeah. I'm, I don't like rap music, period. You know, right. stuff like that. You can say all these rappers, this, all these rappers, that. But Snoop has really mm-hmm. turned himself into an empire. And he's done it in the most chill way yeah. possible. I mean, mm-hmm. one of his best friends is Martha Stewart, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He had the line of the night last night. He goes, this is like watching my two old crazy uncles fighting at the family barbecue. <laughs> Grandma, at it again. oh it's phenomenal that is phenomenal uh yes i think that might have been worse than idiocracy i want to see snoop dogg now do a color commentary with the kentucky derby oh that'd be funny that'd be amazing and that's his next career he's going to just be like the color commentator on on uh on just about every sporting Mm -hmm. event from here on just set him loose on the olympics yeah. That's it. Just set them loose on the Olympics. Give them a give them a camera crew and a microphone and just hit, then step back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. You all right over there? Yeah, I'm just mm. thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh. just contemplating the, the, the possibilities, the absurdity of it all. Oh yes. Definitely so. So now that we've become America's favorite sports podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's geeky and everything is geeky if you geeky love it enough. Love it yeah. enough. I, you know, I think we're at our best where we're just basically shooting from the hip and having a grand old time. We're not trying to force the conversation to stay on a particular tangent, right? It's just, you know, we're just talking about what comes up next. That's it. We're at our best. Danny, how you been feeling lately, man? I've been I've been doing okay. I mean, we're going to do uh, basically a Dan watch at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, the treatments are done. So I'm doing radiation and chemo. Uh-huh. Um, I'm off of everything until January 6th when I go in for an MRI and then see what's See what's the next steps after that. Okay. So I, I, get, I get a break. Give your body a chance to rest and just recuperate after what it just went through. Yeah, recover from the all the extra stuff that was pumped into it. And uh, January 6th is your appointment? That's my MRI, and then I meet with a surgeon on January 8th. For all you Catholics out there, that's the Feast of the Epiphany. Hopefully the doctors have a great epiphany about Daniel's condition. <laughs> It'll be nice. 
It would be nice. All three Kings Day-ish. Uh, Tanya Fabulous, you're doing some laundry, and then you're writing some papers today? Uh, no, I'm not actually not writing papers today. We're writing a journal entry, I think, on Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. I see. No. Tanya, it's so brave of you to... Um, you know, to want to go back to college after all these years and, and yeah. study to get some more degrees under your belt. I, I thought you had a master's already, but you know, hey, a couple more associates, pad that resume. I see how you. I see how yep. you're working. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's never too late to go back. You could still become the history teacher, Christopher. I, you know, I was I was joking about that the other night. It might be me, my retirement job. You know, in the, in the last few years working for the city, I'll start getting my uh, my, my finish off my master's and work on my PhD a little bit, and uh, and then so as soon as I retire, I can take up a. Uh, a job as a, as a, as a social studies teacher at Aquinas or something. <laughs> Cause you know, Aquinas kids, we always go back to that damn school, no matter how, no matter how much distance we try to put between us and that place, it always comes reaching back into our lives. It sucks you back in. It does. See, oh it's funny you bring that type of stuff up because earlier we were talking about what this podcast would be. What do you want? in your life or where do you see things going or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I have to figure out what to do with my life because I don't know yet without radio. I've been sort of just floundering COVID made it possible or uh, necessary for me to stay home. You know, I, I, I'm not sure where to go and what to do next. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know. Radio is a dying business Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to make money off of what I've been doing for the last couple decades of my life. So if you have any ideas. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, I I was very blessed. I am, I'm in, I'm in a job that was, I mean, modified because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, but untouched. Mm-hmm. You know, I have not missed a day of work because of the pandemic. You know, I've been I've missed a day of work because I, you know, Jesus, I was even working when I was in quarantine because I was just working from home mm-hmm. with my computer. So, I mean, it's I but I can appreciate what you're saying. I, I mean, this whole year has thrown a lot of people off, and we're all looking at things differently. I know for for one, I have. I have talked a great game this these past 12 months about things that I want to do to make the podcast better. I have talked about this. I've said I, I've had conversations with Dan. I've had conversations with Tanya. I think you and I have even chatted a little mm-hmm. bit about things that we could do to make the podcast better. And and I'll be honest, I haven't lifted a damn finger. I, I, when I could have, I haven't. And then that's on me. Right. So these are things, this is going to be one of my new year's resolutions is to really kind of like focus because we have this fun product. We've been doing this for, like Dan mentioned, 179 episodes over what, four years, you know, and we've gotten Mm -hmm. together religiously and we've talked about stuff that we've enjoyed and we've tried to share that conversation. And every time people listen to us, they like it, but we just need to get more people to do that. So that's going to be one of my projects. And hopefully that helps kind of weave its way into something that you were thinking about too, you know? We all be, all be a team as we always do. Yeah, so I'm I'm just you know maybe I wind up back in the world of warehouses and factories, which is fine. I always mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed wherever I've worked, whether mm-hmm. it's a warehouse or a factory. As long as I got people that I enjoy working with, it makes the job good, you know. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, plus health benefits and actual uh-huh. pay yeah never a bad thing yeah and to be honest with you radio didn't pay exactly great i did <laughs> i've heard that over the years so 
Yeah. I've heard that from several sources. So hopefully I find a new direction in life or Mm -hmm. someone will realize my blog is the funniest thing on the internet and hire me to write something equally as humorous. It is. I've I've read your blog on several occasions. It's some of the best writing Mm -hmm. I've seen in a long time. It's like, oh my God. Uh, The things we do, Mm -hmm. the things we could do. So I'm just not how to monetize what I'm good at. And sometimes I'm not even sure what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm not good at just about anything I do. Yeah. I just try to keep going forward until it works yeah. out. Well, you're doing pretty all right. I'm trying. Got to keep on pushing forward. <laughs> my, my dad would say that all the time. He'd be like, I'm trying. My ex-wife tells me that I was very trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be my mom. Thanks for that, that reference, dad. Appreciate yeah. that. Hey, Marana Mia. What do we do with these people? I have no idea. I don't know. You don't know. So, <clears throat> what do we like I said, it, well, I don't want to, no, no, not yet. Not okay. yet. Not yet. I was like, I was going to say, like I was saying at the top of the show, look back over 2020. I mean, we're, yeah. Was it really? I mean, yeah, there are some noticeable things. There are two major things that happened in 2020 that we can point at and say, wow, this was really a crappy year. But did we really have, without that subtext of those two major things, the pandemic and the election cycle, did we really have that bad of a year? I missed things that would have made, but no, my year was fine. You know, I I have a, a nice enough house. I have... You know, a wife who loves me and I love her and animals and friends and friends who I didn't see enough because of the pandemic, you know, and couldn't have our normal, you know, we missed the con, we've missed, you know, the Ex, no, the extra. Uh, why can't I say the word extra? Ex, Extracurricular. Thank you, God. I couldn't get that word out. Uh, as soon as I picked up on where you were going with it, <laughs> extracurricular. I, we we couldn't have those, but mm-hmm. you no, know, I got books and a big TV and a refrigerator of food and the and there's outside to walk around in. So mm-hmm. I had all that. I mean, Dan, you've had some obvious bumps in the road this year. Uh, but yeah, you have it's, sailed it's been, through them. I mean, overall, I mean, all things considered, I can't complain. Like, like you know, you're saying your job is my, I didn't miss a day in my job. When we were, mm-hmm. you know, right before it all started, we were planning and, you know, just trying to work from home just to make sure that we, everything was set up and then we were forced into it, you know, right at the exact time. Right. Um, but we didn't miss a beat. I was busier than ever for quite a while um, with work and, you know, and my, you know, wonderful cancer here popped up and that just, you know, it's. Luckily, it was early enough. You know, it's it's early enough in its in its uh, life there that hopefully that I'll get through it. You know, relatively quickly. You know, right. into the, the new year there. Um, and I haven't. I did. I didn't miss a day of work because of it. You know, maybe a few hours here and there. But um, mm-hmm. so it's. I mean, overall, I guess I. You know, besides you know the obvious stuff, I can't complain too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. How about you, Tanya? Fabulous over there. Um. Yeah, I mean, I haven't missed any work because of um, the pandemic. Um, fortunately, they figured out how we could teach remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit of a scramble at the beginning because we're like, oh, we just got thrown into this. But right. now, even for um, 
this school year, I feel like we're um, prepped even better in case we do have to go remote at all. Um, I know there's one building in our our thing that has to go remote next week or this this current week because their building is actually in the city. Um, but the staff get, has to go in and work from the building, but the kids are remote. Um, and because they are on Lyle Mount Reed, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd probably know which building I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it, yeah, like Riker and Tyler seem to be taking it in stride. Um, yeah, it's really hasn't. Other than seeing our our friends and our family and not being able to do our big gatherings, that's the only thing that's been kind of like sad, yeah, but, and, and different. But we're all working on. Um, I'd rather miss this Christmas or whatever without having the the fifty people together than not being able to see them for the future. Amen. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I can I can do with I can deal with that. So the the Thanksgiving I was at last year in, in 2019 had 32 people in the house. The Thanksgiving that I hosted in 2020 had four people in the house, and I was one of them. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm a huge difference, right? But you know, it it, it turns around in the, in the long run that you know if you make that sacrifice now, you're going to see a benefit of it down the road in in a hopeful sense you know, where you get to, to make up for lost time with people you care about. That's, that's mm-hmm. all I can keep telling myself at this point. We had some great things happen this year. I mean, look at the, they'll get the geek level of things. I mean, you know, Black Widow got, re, um, got pushed back into next year, but these, the, the movies that we love are still being made, you know, they're, they're on hold, but they're still coming out. They're not being canceled forevermore. Uh, and TV shows that we look forward to. So on the geek front, comic books still keep getting churned mm-hmm. out. We have these things, you know, books are still being written. Um, I'm know. really looking forward to Christmas day. I'm going to spend the Wonder day Woman? watching Wonder Woman 84. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have a showing of it at my house. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have a couple people over so we can all watch it together. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. You know, Gal Gadot in action again. Mm-hmm. Uh, say what you want about her, but I think she's doing a great job with the part. So I'm looking forward. And and local, yep. Chris, uh, Kristen Wig playing it, the villain. Yep, the so cheetah. That's, that's kind of very cool, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have things to look forward to. We have things that are working in our favor. Um, you know, look at the world of uh, of space travel. SpaceX did it. They launched crew. You know, they've launched crew missions to the this International Space Station there. And Elon Musk is not letting. The things that killed the Apollo program kill the Dragon program, right? He's not letting politics. He's just he's doing the science. He's doing the engineering. He's doing the work. Spaceships, te- spaceship tests are going on. His he is driven. Say what you want about the guy. I I personally think on a personal man to man level, he's a dick. You know, he's just. You, I I see the way he he deals with certain people. I mean, if he's not talking about the things that he loves, he is can be quite the prick to people. However. He is, he's driven. He is brilliant. He, he has the resources, uh, say what you want about him, but he's putting them all in to make this project happen. He wants to put human beings on Mars. He's going to do it. That man will be successful mm-hmm. and we'll be cheering for him. You know, we'll be cheering for Definitely. those people. It's going to happen. And, uh, and he's making all the right moves and his people are top freaking notch. 
So say what you want about the guy, but he's getting the job done. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's cool things happening. People, you know, there's, there's still science out there. There are still, you know, philosophy and literature and, and film and, and adventures happening. And gamers are, are just having a blast because they're finding new and interesting ways to stay together and do things. There are so many good things that we can pull out of 2020 and it, will it, will it balance the scales versus, you know, the people we've lost, the lives that have been lost, the, the chaos that has ensued. It's going to be a tough sell to tell me it's balanced things out, but it's at least made 2020 not a complete loss in my opinion. I mean, am, am I on, am I I'm on point and there are, is there things I'm missing? We found new and innovative ways to do things. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you know people have found ways to work remotely. You know, even you know entertainment and everything. You know, they found ways to you know every work remotely or work safely in this new environment, or just the way content has come out differently. And you mm-hmm. know, people people really stepped up, and even like you know, entertainers came up and you know entertained us. Mm-hmm. You know, on their own time during some, during some of these times and everything. Yeah, I, I've watched more concerts from my living room than I ever would have went to during the course of this year. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is streaming. Last night I watched the Counting Crows do a show. How are they doing? I got Counting Crows is a band I have not seen much of in like a long time. I love I, I I saw them live in an event uh, during like a couple years ago. They're mm-hmm. one of my favorites and they did oh, a show really? last Definitely night. Definitely a good you know, group. I've so, always enjoyed their music. I, you know, they sound great and I'm glad that, you know, (laughs) that there's music out there that can still be seen and heard. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of my things is music. And I've, I've been able to sit here in my living room and really enjoy. And it's not the same because, you know, you, to me with concerts, part of the fun is the anticipation of, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the tickets and then, waiting for the show and then going through the door of the arena or venue and mm-hmm. waiting for the lights to go down. But I'm still seeing bands. I love do what they do best. So, and yeah, I'm too. seeing it for mostly free. Occasionally I, I have to pay like a $5 uh, thing or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but no, it's, I, I entertainment is really, done well although i feel bad for the musicians who aren't making the money they'd make right no out on the road although some are doing well by charging five or a a bunch of my favorites even just have no if you can if you got something go to our site and or no here's our paypal or here's our venmo and or buy some of our merch and there's some artists i like that are doing really well have having the fans support them. There's this one band from the South Delta Ray. Uh, they've been around for, it's one of those bands that there's like three or four bands that I discovered this year that have been around for like eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. So I, me discovering it was not a huge break for them mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form, but Delta Ray, they've, they, um, they actually have like almost like a subscription service on their website now. Uh, and they call it the, like the D- Delta key or something. I didn't catch it really, but for, for a fee and it's not nominal, but for a fee, you have access to all of their uh, concert content mm-hmm. that they create for the rest of the year. And I thought that was very innovative. You know, that seems cool. Yeah. You know, we've seen online conventions mm-hmm. this year, you know, through discord or, or through websites. It's, it's 
you know, it's like Dan was saying, it's innovate and come up with a, mm -hmm. a new way of doing it. This it's forcing the evolution of, of how we do things on, on several fronts, entertainment. And we used Instacart for the first time at this house uh, mm -hmm. while we were stuck in quarantine. I'm like, gee, we're, we're running out of stuff. I need to go to Wegmans and I can't, Oh, well there, here's this service. And yeah, it was a little, a little pricier than it would have been for a normal Wegmans run. But this young lady who was amazing, she had a great smile and she, she was always in contact with us ever when she took the order and brought everything to the house. No contact. She was safe. We were safe. She wandered off. We pulled everything in the house. We were done. We were stocked up and ready to go. And seriously, it's, next time you wind up in quarantine, message uh -huh. me. I'm only a few blocks away. And Susan, <laughs> that's one of the few places Susan and I go is a supermarket. So they let us know if you need anything. I appreciate that. No, um, it was it was kind of ironic. The the young lady who exposed us and put us into quarantine was the one who sent us the Instacart link with um, almost like a gift certificate of sorts. So that's what encouraged us to finally <laughs> use it. So she was like, sorry, you're stuck here. I can give you this. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we'll go with it. And it was interesting. I mean, so the whole paradigm of how we look at things is, is shifting and when somebody says, I just want everything to go back to normal, I, I, we're not going to go back to normal. We're never going to go back to normal. It's never going to happen ever again. You know, it's it, normal is gone. It's, there's going to be a new normal, which a is new normal, yeah. a, a phrase that has popped up on several conversations lately, but uh, we're going to have a new normal and it's going to be interesting and it's going to be cool and it's going to lead to something else. So here's yeah. hoping, right? Definitely. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen with, with work, but they've, given us the indication that we're not going to go in before schools are full, you know, full time again, mm -hmm. but I have no idea what's going to happen as far as are they going to expect us, us to go back to like, like we were before in the office or just the fact that it's worked outside of the office. Right. You know, is mm -hmm. that, should that be open more, you know, we haven't, you know, cause my job I'm on the phone, you know, if I'm talking to people, usually the phone anyway, so it doesn't matter where I am, mm -hmm. you know, it's it'd be nice to see some of my coworkers sometimes, but I don't need to see them all the time. Mm hmm. You know, so, but what's going to change? What's going to be, the, like you said, the new normal? We can't just go backwards. We got to move forward. Right. And, you know, and it's interesting to see these conversations unfolding because there are certain offices that are like, they're struggling because they want to bring everybody back into the building so they can have that watchful eye at all times on them. It's like, didn't you learn anything? If, if, mm -hmm. if you don't trust these people, then why are they still working for you in the first place? Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, it's if if you there, there's other ways to monitor work. You know, mm -hmm. unless unless you're doing a job where you have to be somewhere physical, mm -hmm. there's other ways to monitor what people are doing and everything. You know, there, there's there's so many things. You know, if you should know what what work they're doing, you should be able to you know manage it. And but I mean, there are some jobs you have to be physically there, but there's so many more options these days with technology and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's stuff today that didn't exist even a couple of years ago. You know, the whole Instacart thing, that's relatively new. You know, mm -hmm. all, you know, Zoom, Zoom is part of our, our normal everyday dialogue now when most people have never heard of Zoom before this started, you know, and unless you're working in the business world or something, you know, so it's just, it's, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and that is something that we will be looking forward to seeing how this all unfolds. I mean, it was interesting at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was kind of starting to unfold and people weren't quite sure what was happening, we were given all these great remote tools for our, for my job. 
and you know so that we could keep in touch and have meetings on the fly and being able to check in with our bosses things like that and we've been able to do the majority of our work in the field anyway because we have these laptops on remote okay good work from the car okay no big deal and uh but then we would have our end of the month meeting and even though we had all these great remote tools management would still call us into city hall and we would be sitting socially distant from each other in the room you know in conference rooms and in our, at our desks and stuff and it just didn't make sense to me at all and I, I remember bringing it up to our manager and i'm just like what is going on here why is this a thing and um and finally in the last the last monthly meeting we had we all did it from our respective homes or cars or whatnot mm -hmm. we were all out and not actually in the building and and it worked it worked out fine everybody was there we were all interacting with each other and, and it worked out cool and I'm like, okay, good. See, this is the way it was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it doesn't, why, yeah, why do they want you in the building if you don't need to be in the building type of thing? Right? What's, mm -hmm. They just need to have that bit of control over you. What, I mean, what is it kind of thing? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, Tanya, what else were you thinking about? Not a heck of a lot. I'm looking at uh, stuff on uh, Facebook for the holidays. There's a you can use a bunt pan to make um, a rice crispy treat wreath. Okay. Um, and I'm less like, oh, that'd be perfect because we love rice crispy treats in our house. Yes, yes, we do. So, now, shaped like Baby Yoda. You know, now, now. <laughs> Now you're going into an extreme that I don't have the ability uh, and the the creative um, capability to actually create that. Mm -hmm. it, it would it would look really really bad. You know, if you've seen the the um, things on Facebook about the the cake fails, where you look at this this nice picture of something and like like doing an Elsa cake or whatever, and, and then I, I could do that. No and problem. then and then the real life thing is like. Yeah. It looks like it's been melted. So I think, yeah, that would be me. I'm lucky if I can draw stick figures. So, yeah. Nope. The, no. But I'm like, oh, I think I could do the Rice Krispie treat wreath. But I don't have, uh, my bunt pan isn't not isn't one. Oh, I knew it. No, I do have a bunt pan. I could do it. Let me see if a, a pan exists shaped like Baby Yoda. Oh, oh what a surprise that would be, wouldn't it? Because, because you have to admit that the merchandising people know that there are folks out there well, with baby Yoda they, addictions. They do have um, a toaster that will do the imprint of them on the toaster. They do have a waffle mm -hmm. maker. Mm -hmm. um, I did get the crock pot. Um, the crock pot? Did yeah, they, there's a crock pot. It's just it's not shaped. It's just decorated. It's decorated with baby Yoda all the way around. It's a seven quart crock pot. See now um, the the lid. You should be able to remove the lid by the ears. <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah, so no. They're, they're, yeah, I are you are you looking on Amazon for a, a baby Yoda? Yeah, I'm in? typing in that's exactly what I'm typing in. <laughs> I'm glad that everyone else is feeding my addiction. I'm not. That's okay. Not. I don't think Dan's wife was too happy with me on Friday. Oh, God, that was hilarious. <laughs> Friday was such an interesting day. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Friday. So Friday, um, way back when um, Anne had been shopping at Walmart, and she saw um, that Walmart had the Baby Yoda inflatables holding a candy cane. and But they didn't have any in Brockport. 
So I was on my Walmart app. I was at work. I was at my Walmart app and I'm like, oh, they had them at Henrietta. So I ordered two thinking I was getting one for me and Anne. Anne's like, no, I'm buying cows. She was getting inflatable cows for her house. So I'm mm -hmm. like, well, now I've got two baby Yodas. I'm like, well, I know where the other one's going. Um, the other one's going, and it was going to Dan's house. We told Dan about it, but we weren't mm -hmm. necessarily telling him when it was arriving. <laughs> right. So Friday, Chris and I had the plan that we were going to meet out at Dan's house and put up baby Yoda. But baby Yoda was up by the time that Chris and Juno arrived because Chris got hungry and he had to go get food. Which I is had to. I skipped breakfast that morning. Yep. Which, is, which is fine. And, and then Dan was able to kind of identify where baby Yoda would go in and things like that. Well, Jen opens the door and is like, Tanya, what did you do? I'm like, it's just one. It's just one. I'm not doing anything else. So it was only <laughs> one baby Yoda, but I think Dan's kids loved it. So <laughs> they, they just accept it, whatever's going on, you know, whatever. More yeah. stuff that dad gets. They're like, oh, baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got it for your dad. <laughs> and Jen's like, what did you do? I'm like, just wait. If I can find, mm -hmm. oh, Billy must have found something. I just got a, a messenger no notification. What's the link? Wilton, oh, it's a Darth Vader. I says, sorry, no baby Yoda. Oh. The Darth Vader cake pan. There's a cookie cutter. Mold. Well, you can make uh, Rice Krispie Treat shaped baby Yoda heads if there's a mm -hmm. cookie cutter. Well, yeah. this is a very detailed cookie cutter, so it's more of a. Oh, it's one of those cutout ones where you can. Uh... Um, I can't get into Facebook in here, but. So you'll have to go with the dark side, Tanya, for your. That's okay. They have cookies. Treat. But then after we went to Dan's house and Juno got to to see Uncle Dan, um, mm -hmm. Chris took Juno up to Anne's house to run because Juno had not been able to like run, run. Yeah, not in a long time. For Especially when we went in after quarantine. A couple of weeks and things like that. And so I got to Anne's and um, I called her or whatever. And she's like, I thought you were going to send me a text saying I'm here. I'm like, or I'm on my way. I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm here. And she uh -huh. laughed. She's like, give me a couple minutes. I'll be out. Well, I had warned Chris that the chickens were out. That the chickens weren't in the coop. And he was a little hesitant about letting Juno out of the car. I didn't think she was going to be like in attack mode because that's not her style usually, but I just didn't think it was going to be a very controlled thing. <laughs> now, she's I... almost two years old and I have not trained her in any way, shape or form to be a working dog. She is a Australian shepherd and she, I, the, the theory is that she's might be mixed with something else too, which is fine. Um, but uh, so she is predominantly working herding animal. And she jumps out of the car and sees the chickens and immediately runs right at them. I'm like, oh, here we go. And she scattered them because they are all like, oh, crap, something's coming. And I'll go to the they all went in six different directions. <laughs> and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my dog starts chasing them back into each other. So she grouped them all back up. Now, she didn't know where to put them. She was having she was having issues trying to figure out what to do with them because we weren't training her and teaching her on that part. So she was just kind of like randomly just trying to keep them together in one group. And so some of them would wander off and she would go chase them back until they got back with the other. I'm like, oh, my God, she's she's doing it. It's instinct. She's actually hurting the chickens. I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing. 
So that was that was cool to watch. Um, <laughs> our, our, go ahead, you tell them you tell them the favorite image because we were laughing our asses off at one point. I nearly peed my pants because it was hysterical <laughs> watching uh, Juno race around the house. Yes, uh, around the 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 um like brush pile that's um all dead and things like that because of um it being fall and almost winter time mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Anne's got like four or four some odd black feathered chickens and then like a couple lighter ones, things like that. And so Juno was chasing them around the front of the house and around the side. And Chris is going one way. I'm going the other way just to see where the dog went and where the chickens are. And coming around the back part of the house is a black chicken. It's not the one that went around the front part of the house, but the one around the back part of the house where I was coming. All of a sudden, Juno comes flying around the corner, chasing the chicken. The chicken kind of takes off, goes flying by me. I screech because it was like less than like six inches away from me. And I don't like anything flying, especially towards me. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was such a sight to behold. And then oh, Anne's laughing her rear end off because she had come outside by this time. She's, yes. she's laughing hysterically. The guys that are building the house next door... I they think they, they stopped they working, working for a couple minutes because yeah. to see this, this site. And then um, one time Juno had come around the house, mm-hmm. scattered the chickens. Chris went around the back of the house and said, Anne, I think we found a dead one. <laughs> I think one of them died. <laughs> Cause I saw mm-hmm. when it was, it was under some vines and it was behind the, the air conditioning condenser and it wasn't moving. And so I kind of walked up very gingerly, just kind of like, see if I can maybe figure out if it was just, it was hiding or something. Nudged and it I with nudged toe. it with my foot and it did not budge. I'm like, Oh crap. She scared one to death. Okay. <laughs> so, so it comes over. And comes over, we pull the vines up and sure enough, the little bugger scooted out and wandered off. But it was for a moment there. I'm like, He's Uh-oh. playing dead. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but my one... all-time favorite, I knew I knew chickens, I knew chickens could fly for very short ranges, right? They're capable of a very short-term burst flight. So imagine how much we were laughing when that black fluffy one is flying around from the front of the house right down the driveway towards the coop. He was doing map of the earth. He had to be no more than two, three feet off the ground, but he did. He was like, he was airborne for a good two, 300 feet. And, and the, the whole body language of the chickens, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And Juno was behind him. Wee! <laughs> just full steam. She was at full steam and happier than I've seen her in ages. She was just having a grand old time. And this poor chicken's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. <laughs> So you finally get to see the chicken cross the road. <laughs> oh across the driveway, yeah. Across the driveway, but man, it was doing it at full throttle, too. <laughs> it was hysterical. Uh, and and um, so I talked to Ann later, because Chris takes Juno over to um, the pet I store. Her, I take her to the pet store to get the self-wash, because this puppy needed a bath after that was done. Yeah, I mean, she was muddy all paws things like that oh she yeah got, she got mud on me mud on chris mud on ann <laughs> she was jumping all over us things like that having a grand old time mm-hmm. um so i was talking to ann later she's like the the um with the change of weather the their hens haven't been laying that many eggs so like they're usually like only three or four every so many days well she went um friday night to to check the chickens and things like that 
because a friend had come over and so she was showing him the the chicken coop and things like that. So she opened the end of the end of the chicken coop, the nesting box. There were a dozen eggs in there. And she's like, "Wow, Juno made my chickens lay their eggs." <laughs> because she would get eggs when after Athena would come over. Mm-hmm. When uh Athena would just chase them around the little coop. They weren't around mm-hmm. the yard. This is the first time they've been chased by a dog. Because Athena only chased around the coop because the chickens weren't out when Athena right. was there. Because I have a feeling that Athena would probably eat one. I think yeah, Athena, Athena would turn one. them into a chew toy. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, but whereas um, Juno, she's just like she did kind of like run one over only because that one stopped and Juno didn't. Mm-hmm. And Juno's like, oh wait, what what happened? They- <laughs> yeah, she ran one over, but I think it was because of momentum more than anything else. Yeah. And she felt bad about it, too, because she did the whole hangdog look when the chicken was picking itself up off the ground again. <laughs> she was like, oh, no. And then it ran off, and she's like, okay, cool, back game on. <laughs> yeah, she went right but, back to it. And, of course, we didn't think about videoing it because we were too busy laughing our oh asses off. Yeah, we're gonna make. Sh- I got to make sure of that the next time I take her over there because that's just, it's too much fun to be had. Oh, so. Yeah, Juno's like, what ball? I'm chasing chickens. <laughs> Uh, but anyway. but that was like a uh, a good way to like end like kind of like the holiday weekend type right. thing is seeing the joy on her face is like oh I get to play that type of thing. Did we lose Dan? I don't know. Daniel son. Oh, okay. oh, he's still I'm there. Here. He's I'm listening. listening. All right, so that's talking about what happened and our thoughts about stuff in the past. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do a question of the week. And then next week, we're going to start talking about the things we want to do in 2021. And that's where you, and I'm talking to you listening to us right now, uh, that's where we're going to start getting your input. Because if there's topics that we haven't talked about or haven't talked about in a while, uh, if there's people you want us to try and interview, if there's people uh, that we should be talking about, uh, TV shows, movies, books, uh, comic books, literature, some sort of thing that we need to start. This is where the conversation for what happens next will begin, will be next week. So let's take a quick break. We'll do our question of the week and we'll start wrapping up for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and all human beings in between. I'll get used to that. I'll get used to that. Um, so that was fun, and I liked that. That was good. I enjoyed that. I always enjoy our conversations. The four of us hanging out together is always fun for me. Um, so question of the week time. Daniel-san. Yes. Dost thou have thine list? I, I, I dost do. You dost <laughs> Mother really bad. you weareth her drapes. <laughs> I doth have thine list. Mine list. List mine. I, I don't know. My list. Anyway. Um question three oh eight. Three oh eight. Hello, come on. Scroll, scroll, scroll. All right. If you were transported 400 years into the past with no clothes or anything else, how would you prove that you are from the future? 
400 years. Let's let me do the math. 400 years so, into the past. <gasps> 16 something. 1620. 1620. Yeah. I wouldn't try. It would get me killed. <laughs> I would just say I was set upon by highwaymen and, and please help me. And, and then I would just do the best I could to figure out what the hell just happened to me. <laughs> it's just, I wouldn't even try because <laughs> the 1620, as soon as I said, I'm from the future, they'd be like, witchcraft, burn him. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, that, that's definitely happening. Um, I have my baby Yoda tattoo. Yeah, that wouldn't make a difference to them. They would say, oh, it's a demon. You have art of the demon upon thee. And, you know, Tanya would then be burned at the stake. Yeah, well, I'm that probably going to be burned at the stake anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Mm. How about you, Billy? Oh, I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, God, how would I prove that I'm from the future? Uh, Depends on where we land. God, that... that that's a weird question. <laughs> I, I don't know. If we were like, if we were dumped in like Japan, we'd we'd probably be okay. Okay, Egypt, I, be okay. I, I got it. My dental hygiene is compared to theirs, <laughs> 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 and other personal grooming. <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to think. I read the book. I read the Outlander series. Uh huh. The similar type of thing where she, yeah. you know, straight forward back in the past, and do you prove you're from the future, or do you, or how do you survive in the past, kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, how would would you I, be able to survive in 1620? No, I know I can't. Oh, we, I'd be able to survive in 1620. I'd just play Minecraft in my head, basically. Just what needs to be done. Okay, let's look at the shelter, look at the food, look at the, you know, do do the basics, just try and keep going forward. But I wouldn't talk about where I came from because that's like the surefire way to get in trouble. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, I, I think our our dialect and our, our language would be um, definitely a, a key Mm-hmm. It'd be a it, hindrance. Yeah, because be, we wouldn't necessarily in, you, you understand know. a lot of. Um, you don't I realize think, how much I, language has changed in four hundred years. Right. Yeah, I think I think Chris and I would have a little bit of an advantage being English majors and having read Old English and things like that. Yeah. That yeah, we're still colonies back then. Come on. So, but actually, in sixteen twenty, there was colony. Colony. Okay. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Plymouth. Jamestown? Yeah, Plymouth and around, you know, Penn's Woods and, and uh, early Virginia. That's about it. So, I mean, if if we got transported 400 years, but we're in the same place, then we have a lot of explaining to do to the local population. <laughs> 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 and we would, you know, it's basically make peace with the locals as quick as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know? And teach them your sorcerous ways for when the white man comes. <laughs> Yes, I, I would very, I would definitely, because we, if we landed in this area, it was with the Seneca and the Iroquois and things like that, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely be um, pale face. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really, really pale compared, I'm like, you, you at but least. But the thing have- is, is they weren't, they weren't the barbarians they have been depicted as. They were, the, yes, they were tribal, they were warlike, they were very protective, but if you came in peacefully, they weren't going to just suddenly maul you to death right there on the spot, scalp you and be done with it. As a matter of fact, they didn't learn that they weren't scalpers until the white men taught them to do it because the white men were doing it to them. So they were just returning the favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Native Americans got 
boned in 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 history in the yeah. writing of history. Um, I'm pretty sure that if if we wound up in Rochester in 1620, right, and we were in the you know we met the locals, the Native Americans, as long as you treated them with respect, they were going to probably help you out and and figure out how to you know what to do with you. You know they weren't just going to immediately go oh foreigner kill it. You know, so I, be, I have no, I have no linguistic right. capability, so I wouldn't be able to communicate with them. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> on that one too, I, I would not be able to communicate with them either. But you know, you could at least try and you know show yeah. an open hand and and mm-hmm. be you know be kind, and and they would probably you know, show they, kindness right back. Would, would they be taken aback by your nakedness since you have no clothes? Yeah, I was Most just likely. wondering that. Yeah, that that'd be a thing. <laughs> But they've probably seen weirder things because you know they deal with the the spirits and and all that. So, well, that's that's an interesting thought. It gets you know it's funny how these wonderfully simple geeky questions become these philosophical debates for us. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, as always, I'd love to hear what you have to say, listener. Uh, Yes, I'm talking to you. You with the headphones? Okay, no, not you with the iPod. Uh, the, The the AirPods. You know because you already have the answer. You're already typing it in as we speak, but the one with the headphones. Yes, you. Thank you. All right. So, you know, let us know what you're thinking and uh, and we'll keep the conversation going on, on our, our Facebook and Twitter feeds. So, gang, before we let you go, I got to start doing this on a more regular basis. If you love what we've been doing, support us. We have Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC, right? We're there. We've got several levels uh, some are very inexpensive. Uh, some are more involved, and we're going to do some work on that in the early, in the new year to to make that a little more streamlined and and start being able to uh, make good on some of our promises there. Um, we also, uh, you know, on the weekly basis, have James Irish's blog, which has been great. The kid knows how to write so well. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have our Nerd World News on Mondays. Uh, we have Comic Chicks on Wednesdays. So we're always got something going on. So if you like what we're doing, please, please, please feel free to support us. Even if it's simple as wanting to buy a t-shirt, we have merch. Uh, you can go to Amazon, amazon.com. Look for uh, monkey FC3 Monkey Business. Uh, look for FC3 Nerd World News, stuff like that. And those t-shirt designs are out there. Order a shirt. Uh, order order some sort of merch from us. We'd love to be able to, to say thank you to you. And we will do so if possible. And, uh, and just keep pushing and we're going to keep going forward because we've been doing this for four years now and we've never had a bad day at work. I, I think I've always enjoyed every podcast we've ever done. Um, and so we'd like to bring you on that journey with us as we, as we grow and evolve and improve. Uh, anything I'm missing? I don't think so. I think I got hit. No. Hit all the good points. The yeah, salient points. Ooh. And uh, <clears throat> so with that word. being said, what's that? That's your good 25 word, cent salient. word for today? That's my, yes, 25 cent word of the day. I am an English major. I is an English major. All right. So with that being said, oh, Dan. Oh, Chris. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hit it. Because this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in April of 2021. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us wherever we go, and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week, have a safe week, and we will talk to you again next week. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs>